0: Hello everyone, welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. I'm Lisa, here with me as always is JC and Brianna, and today we're going to be discussing boundaries. So we're really excited to do this episode. We've really alluded to boundaries, I mean, so many times throughout previous episodes. A lot of the concepts we've covered, we've kind of introduced this without really naming it, Um, but this is so important because first and foremost, boundaries are going to look different for everybody. And we know that, um, not to ruin the surprise, we'll keep kind of discussing this, but we know that boundaries really let other people kind of know and understand how to show you respect and how to maintain that respect in our relationships. Since I've never really met anybody that enjoyed being disrespected, right? I don't think I've ever met anybody in the world that's like, no, I really love when someone disrespects me. No. Uh, So that being said, right, because we know boundaries are speaking to respect, we all deserve and really want respect in our relationships. This is such an important kind of concept to really dive into, um, because it's also something I believe not a lot of people that maybe haven't had these conversations really take time to consider this within themselves and sometimes um yeah it's it's really helpful if we start to do that um and so i think we're going to start off i know jc is going to kind of share a little bit more and, and discuss some of uh, the different types of boundaries we have
1: absolutely and so like lisa mentioned this is such an important topic this is a topic that we talk with any person at any age, right? So school age students in elementary, middle school, high school, and even adults, right? Um, And something that we struggle with in our adulthood as well. And so uh, personal boundaries are, you know, the limits and rules that we pretty much set for ourselves and within our relationship with others. But, you know, boundaries are based on awareness of your own unique needs, right? And so you need to be able to do some of that inner work. Boundaries require you to do some of that inner work to kind of get to know yourself on what you find um, that is not acceptable or what is triggering for you, right? Um, and so this is something that is, you know, critically and crucially important for those who are also survivors of any type of abuse, right? It's super important for you to kind of get to know, you know, what is triggering for you, what you find that is not acceptable, and so that you're able to kind of use some of that um, and place some boundaries in some relationships. And so with that being said, um, you know, our boundaries, whether they are big are small, they are important and deserve to be respected. And so I know during our last episode, um, Brianna talked about how she loves to save quotes, right? And that's kind of a way to kind of do some self-care. And so I'm the exact same way. Um, and I was going through some of my quotes the other day, and one of the quotes that I had saved, um, you know, stated, "Boundaries aren't just a sign of a healthy relationship." they are a sign of self-respect. And the reason why mm. I saved that quote is because there are times where I feel guilty, right? Placing right. um, mm-hmm. certain boundaries. And so sometimes I have to remind myself that it is a sign of self-respect and a sign yes. of, you know, me doing something healthy for myself. And so I often look at that quote when I feel um, you know, again, like guilty or just bad or, you know, not wanting to say no to something that I know I should say no to because I don't have the time. There are different forms of boundaries, right? Um, there are physical boundaries that you can place, which, you know, can include your body, touch, and personal physical space type of boundary, you know, and so, you um, Physical boundaries, what typically people um, think of when it comes to boundaries, but there's more than just physical boundaries. There's also emotional boundaries, you know, which really has to do with our feelings and finding ways to of protecting them. Um, so an example of that is, you know, say no when we don't want to do something. Um especially because sometimes, you know, we say yes, just because we are not wanting to hurt someone's feelings, or we're thinking about other people's feelings, but we kind of put our feelings aside, right? Um And so, you know, also maybe not exposing ourselves to something that is triggering, you know, that is also a type um, or form of emotional boundaries. Also, th- another type of boundary is, you know, sexual boundaries, you know, and that is something that you can Um, pretty much think of in regards to physical intimacy. Right. Um, And so during one of our episodes, we talked about consent. And so I feel like that really goes hand to hand when it comes to sexual boundaries. Um, So definitely take a look at that video in that episode. Um, And then mental boundaries, you know, having knowing that you have the freedom to have your own thoughts, beliefs and values and opinions is big, right? And so sometimes in relationships, we may fear not saying something specifically or speaking up about something, because we feel like it may cause conflict, right? Um, Even though we know disagreements is normal, um, you know, feeling bad about, you know, your own beliefs, or, you know, your values um, is not healthy, right? And you should not feel that way. And so sometimes, you know, a mental boundary can really have to do with that. So, for example, it could be that maybe, you know, you and your partner have different political views, right? Um, a boundary may be, you know, I think we typically disagree on our political views, but let's just go ahead and agree that we this is something that we just won't talk about, right? Um, or when we do talk about this, you know, and we start realizing that we're getting heated, let's take a step back. And just take a little break from that right and so that's an example of what a mental boundary can look like
2: yeah so like jc mentioned it can be hard to have boundaries when we feel like we can take something on maybe we really shouldn't you know boundaries can be really difficult for people pleasers hi hello my <laughs> name is brianna and i'm a people pleaser um <laughs> same, no, and same. Uh, And those of us who have a hard time saying no to things, having boundaries is something that I am absolutely always working on, have probably only recently really gotten kind of I'm not even going to say good. I'm going to say efficient at setting boundaries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm getting close to 30 here and I'm just starting to figure that out. So boundaries are absolutely something that is so difficult. And personally and professionally, you know, we can ha- we can talk about work boundaries and we can talk about boundaries uh, with our clients as far as having boundaries in their relationships. But we have our personal boundaries that are going on um, within our own lives as well. And in any of those situations, it can be so easy to get wrapped up in the moment of someone maybe asking you to do something or asking you um, to engage in something. And it can be so easy to just in that moment, let your guard down and do it because sometimes that feels easier in that moment. So it's really important to think about your boundaries when you're in a safe and calm space. So to not figure out your boundary when you're, excuse me, in that moment, it's so important to sit down when you're feeling good, you're feeling calm, and think about what your boundaries are for a multitude of situations. I mean, maybe you're in a situation and you're like, okay, this hasn't come up for me before. What's my boundary on this? That's going to be a little bit different. But then the next time you're in a safe and calm situation, you can think back on that and make sure that you set a boundary for yourself. Um, It's so important to think back to those moments when you're in those situations where you're like, should I say yes? Should I say no? Where is my boundary here? Remember what you felt you deserved when you were in that safe and calm space, because that is what you should be going with no matter the pressures that you're feeling in that current situation. Um, like I said, this has personally been a struggle for me. I'm very often the one to take on a burden just because I don't want to see it placed on someone else's shoulders. And that's been one that I have had to work on a lot of like, this doesn't need to be my issue. It could be. It could be. But would that be good for me? to have this be my issue right now? Is that something that if I was looking at this two days ago and when I was in a safe, calm space and someone wasn't pressuring me for an answer about this right now, would I have wanted to take this on? If that answer is no, then your answer in the moment needs to be no. Again, very difficult to do, but just because I have the opportunity to fix something or be involved in something doesn't mean I should. I should be following my own boundaries.
0: I love that you said you're like, you know, I'm almost 30 and I'm not going to say like I do it really great, but like I'm efficient and I'm like, well, I'm over 30 and I can <laughs> and say I, I consider I, it a lot well, and I'm still, still far still. away from <laughs> any kind of, <laughs> kind of expert level, right? and like, Yeah, so- yeah. And and it's such a good consideration, too, when you say, you know, consider this when you're in um, kind of a safe environment, because every time I've spoke about this with my high schoolers, I always tell them because I always when I bring this conversation up, especially when we were in person, it was always really interesting because we'd start talking about boundaries and it was almost like maybe you'd feel like this air of like shame or like they didn't want to admit that things bothered them in a way. Right. So it was really interesting just kind of starting these conversations. And then for a lot of them, um, it was kind of like, well, yeah, like what, you know, what are you not okay with? What do you need in your relationships? What are you not okay with? And a lot of them were like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And that's a, mm-hmm. a really common answer. Right. Extremely common answer, especially for young people that have not considered this. And I told them, you know, it's it's fine that right now you don't know. because We're going to work on it. Right. But here's the thing at some point or another, you're going to figure out what your boundaries are. Most of the time we're going to figure them out because someone's crossing that boundary. I would much rather you take the 10 uncomfortable minutes maybe it takes now think about it right like do this weird activity you normally wouldn't do right like think about like write down things you're not okay with things you are because I'm like yeah in this situation it's going to be a lot easier for you to navigate and yeah hopefully keep you from having to experience someone crossing that boundary for you to be like um wow this kind of sucks and I don't like this right it's like I'd much rather you know that beforehand and kind of have uh, you know just a little bit of that protection there, right? That, that self kind of protection of at least I know how to deal with this or I know in my heart, right, how I would go about doing this. Because a big um, a big piece of this as well, kind of as we start to kind of go in and share some steps to maintaining and setting our boundaries with others, it's really important. I think the, the best first stop we could make on this boundary train is really figuring out what are my values, because just like I stated that, that response, right? Well, I don't know what my boundaries are. I don't know what I'm okay with and not okay with. That's a really common answer for a lot of people and especially younger people. And so it's really important that you start to figure that out, right? And not just for the reason of you setting boundaries with others, but really so you fully know yourself. So that way when you are entering into new relationships or you are just maintaining the relationships you're in now, you have a very clear picture of what you need um, and then you can kind of assess from there, right? Like, are these relationships really giving me what I need? Are these relationships maybe impacting me in negative ways I didn't think about before I really started to think about who I was and what I needed from others? And so we really encourage everyone out there, our listeners today, if this is kind of a brand new conversation for you also, I, we really encourage you to do that, right? Start thinking about what your values are, because that's what our boundaries are being okay with that as well, because that's another big thing. I think a lot of the time, you know, maybe we're the people pleasers as well, right? We want to take that on so someone doesn't, someone else doesn't have to. But a lot of the time, we're really afraid of being judged or the ridicule of if I do want to say no, or if I am uncomfortable about this. But again, if you kind of do that work beforehand, you know yourself well enough, it becomes a lot more comfortable for you to say, like, yeah, I'm just not comfortable. And that's, okay with me. Right. And so practicing that is a really good way to kind of set that in motion for yourself.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's really important to kind of get to know yourself if you're a people pleaser, because definitely Brian I'm also guilty. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Figure
1: out why are you a people pleaser? Like what is causing you to not be able to say no? Right. right. Um, what are you afraid of? Um, what do you feel like is the consequence to you saying no? And I think that really allows you to kind of figure out, you know, who you are and why it's so difficult for you because I realized for me personally, it was the fear of disappointing someone, right? Um, Feeling like, you know, and that which would cause me to feel like I am not good enough or I'm not doing well enough. And so um, it's really important for you to kind of just take a look at that. I know sometimes, you know, Uh, life is hectic and we don't have the time to really sit down and process some of this, but this is so crucial and important, right? And it kind of trickles down and affects other things in your life. And so with that being said, um, here is kind of the million dollar question, right? How can you define or set boundaries in a relationship? And so again, this is something that can come in handy for anyone, right? Um, I know people in my family who are a lot older than me still struggle with this and sometimes even ask me for help because they've seen how I have implemented certain boundaries and that is something that was not seen as common or normal in my family specifically Um, and Mm -hmm. so at first I I clearly remember the judgment phase you know where everyone was like well (laughs) she's a little stuck up or oh Jason's Uh really special right Right. (laughs) Um, or like oh god I don't know if I want to go to her house you know because there's certain rules and so I did not care yes it was hard at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yes, I felt guilty. Yes, you know, I was not liking the judgment. But overall, you know, the mental health that I got from it, and how safe I felt in my own environment was so important to me, and for me to be able to provide that for my children. So step number one, right, it starts with you. So setting boundaries for yourself that reflect who you are, like Lisa mentioned earlier, it's really important to kind of get to know what your values are, right? Um, what can be acceptable? What is not acceptable for you? What can even be triggering for you? So you ultimately want to be able to enhance setting boundaries in your relationships. And I, yes, I said relationships because boundaries are not just for intimate partner relationships. Sometimes when we think about setting boundaries in a relationship, we think about it being, you know, an intimate relationship. And no, it goes beyond that, right? It can be in your friendships, it can be um, in your relationships with your family members, right with your siblings. Um, And so it's super important to know that, you know, it starts with you and what you feel like is acceptable or not acceptable, right? And so then step number two would be to be clear, be clear with the person you are in a relationship with on who you are, what you want, what your beliefs and values are, and your limits, right? Um, We know that boundaries enable you to draw a line between you and other people, but that line is not visible, so you have to be able to communicate your boundaries directly, okay? And so with that being said, we are going to transition into the third step, which is be direct, Express your feelings about the situation using I statements, which is so critical and impactful. Communicate your thoughts with one another. Be honest. I know sometimes it's really difficult to be raw and vulnerable, but it's needed in a relationship, right? Especially in a healthy relationship. Um, It's super important to still be respectful when sharing your thoughts and feelings. So maybe you're sharing something that you may not agree with the person that you are um, in a relationship with, right? So maybe it's, you know, this is some this may be a little silly thing, but, um, this is just a personal example. You know, I get really upset with my partner when he does not put the toilet seat down. Right. And so before I used to get so upset and I would be like, really, like, you know, I don't like the toilet seat, um, (laughs) being up, you know, it really bothers me. It's not that difficult. Right. And so, although, um, it would really, it's really upsetting for me. I learned to communicate that in a better respectful way, right. Where I'm still letting him know what my boundaries are. And yes, I know it's a toilet seat, but it really bothers me. It really, really bothers me in my, Hey, that's important.
0: Yes. I was going to say, yeah, that's not a unique conversation for your household. I think that's like the, (laughs)
1: yes. (laughs) And especially when you're in a hurry and you just like, It's just I I like my toilet seat um
0: cover (laughs) being down.
1: And so for me, it was like, let me learn how to communicate this in such a respectful way, right? And so for me it's like Stephen, I would really appreciate it if you could put the toilet seat down when you go to the restroom. You know, like I know it sounds silly to you, but it really matters to me. And so, being able to share my thoughts, even though at times it's like I'm reluctant to because I don't want to make him feel bad or upset, but it's really important to be able to be clear, right? And direct. And so, it's totally normal and okay to need time to gather or process your thoughts about things, right? So, if you are unsure, of, you know, what to do or how to set a boundary, or if you know that you need to place this boundary, but you need some more time to process it and figure out how to specifically express it, it's okay to do that, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just, it's really important to have that conversation and not to avoid the conversation, which often we, you know, we may do. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, um, it takes us into our next step, which is be specific, you know, ask for exactly what you want or need, right? Don't be too vague because it kind of, you know, allows the other person to just assume what you're trying to say or not really know where you're coming from. And so that could cause, you know, further issues or disagreements. Um, and so it's really important for you to assert your needs or ask directly for what you want. Um, specific, You know, being very specific Uh, really makes it easier for the other person to understand your perspective and what you're asking for. Again, right, it kind of skips that step of them having to try to assume what you are trying to communicate or what is bothering you. The very last, but I want to say most important step is to follow through on what you say, right? So setting boundaries and not following through can let the other person think that they can continue to overstep your boundaries. And we definitely don't want that. Also, you shouldn't accept or compromise things that are not acceptable to you, right? Especially if it's something that is hurting you um, or if it's an emotional, you know, um, boundary or maybe it's something that's triggering, right? It's so important for you to take care of yourself. And so again, you shouldn't accept or compromise things that aren't acceptable to you. And so for example, you know, if you tell someone this, uh, if you continue to yell at me or call me names, I am going to hang up the phone you know, and maybe you're stating, I will only discuss this with you if you're willing to respect my boundaries. And if the other person continues to yell at you, you know, the best thing that you should, the best thing to do and what you should do is to end that call, like you said you would, right? Um, Because that way you're really, you know, Pretty much following through with the boundary that you have placed and you're letting them know that that behavior is not acceptable and although it may be difficult to do you did let them know your boundary um and you know not everyone will respect your boundary when you place it but it's important that you respect your boundary when you place it
2: yeah a great example jc of just how difficult it can be to express our boundaries. These are tough conversations. And especially if you're not used to them, or I mean, maybe if it's just a new one for you, you're used to other boundaries, and it's a new one that came up for you. It can feel really harsh, like you're being harsh to that person or like you're cutting them off, like the very much wrong type of mic drop, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) here's the end of my sentence. That's all I'm going to say. It's your turn to respond. And if they're responding back in a harsh way, that can be really hard to deal with. And you might feel like you need to say more or you need to compromise just to like make them feel better, right? That people pleaser thing coming up again. But it's so important to know that you are in control of only your actions. And so you are in charge of communicating your boundary. And that person is in charge of their reaction, and you are in no way responsible for how they choose to react to learning about your boundary. Um, this can get easier over time but again maybe it's a new situation and you're figuring out how to communicate that it can feel really harsh but it's still important to remember that you're doing it because it's good for you so it's important to state the boundary what you are or aren't okay with and however they react is up to them not your issue you said what needed to be said and their reaction is their own decision Um, even though this is so tough you will be better off having that tough conversation than compromising your boundaries or your values for that other person. And that can in turn increase some of your self-confidence and self-respect because you can look back on that conversation and say, I stood up for myself even though it was really hard and I felt like I was being really tough on them, but really it was just communicating what I need I recognize that that's important and I know that I deserve that. That is so important to recognize and remind yourself of.
0: Yeah. And a big thing for me as well, right? Cause I know earlier JC spoke about being clear, being direct. Like obviously if someone's crossing your boundaries, if something is bothering you, it's bothering you for a reason. I think it's really important that we stop there. Like if something is bothering us, that is okay, we don't have to judge ourselves that we're uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. we don't have to judge ourselves that we're just like, oh, I'm just like not like cool and I can't just like go along with this, right? Like when things start to come up, it's so important that we do recognize that, that we are very clear Um, because another thing too, we could leave space, right? We don't want someone to try to figure out uh, you know, how they're hurting us or how they're offending us, right? Like if someone is maybe using certain language, getting too close, doing something that just makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, it's so important we have to be clear like if we're not clear, they're gonna think well like um well, they don't know what I'm doing wrong right like I know they think I'm bothering them but they don't even know what I'm doing wrong. so how am I going to know how am I going to fix it if they don't know what they need? Another important consideration is that, yeah, usually we are really afraid um, that this person might be offended, might be upset if we tell them that, hey, something has made us a little bit uncomfortable. And that's so valid. And sometimes the uncomfortableness of having that boundary setting conversation keeps people from setting boundaries. And I think I've stated this before, but we'd much rather you have that five minute uncomfortable conversation and set your boundaries rather than you being in this relationship and possibly constantly being uncomfortable because this person's Mm -hmm. crossing your boundaries without knowing that like this five minutes of uncomfortable seems a lot better for us in the long run right because then we can move on from there um and yeah if we ever let's say we we talk to a partner or um, a friend or somebody and we stated a boundary and why it was important to us if their reaction was ever like i don't care that means nothing to me or like that's stupid i'm not saying you have to like end that relationship but i'm saying like definitely take a look at that relationship right um and because yeah most of the time we have a lot of fear that someone is going to react again there may be defensiveness at the end of the day if this is a healthy relationship yeah, it's going to be way better off in the long term because we're going to be able to clear that up. We're going to be able to set a boundary and let them know, right? Like what happened, why this is important, but also here's what you can do going forward. And that's really something um really big. We have to make sure that our consequences, right, are really reasonable. Like JC said before, you know, if you continue to talk to me this way on the phone, I can hang up and making sure that I do those things, right? If I don't uphold my boundaries and maintain them, other people won't. People kind of think like, "Hey, they're not respecting themselves enough to uphold their boundaries. So like, why is it so important for me to do that? I think this little format, and this is what I've discussed with my high schoolers as well. When we're having a boundary setting conversation, I always said, remember our three C's, be calm, because okay, you, we don't know, maybe this person's kind of like, getting under our skin on purpose, or maybe they have no idea they're crossing our boundaries, right? So if we try to have that conversation and let's say I am super emotional, let's say I'm just, you know, my tone just does not allow this person to hear what I'm saying. Um, It's so important. We kind of don't get in our own way, right? Because if we're not able to kind of communicate that clearly and calmly, they may shut down, right? They may feel kind of attacked. So also confidently, it's okay that this bothers you. We don't have to be perfectly fine with everything in the world happening all the time, right? So just be confident. You're not on trial. If this is somebody that cares about you, basically all you should have to say is like, hey, I I don't know, like, I'm sorry, that just like bothered me right? You don't have to give a million reasons why, hey, it bothered you, right? So just confident. And lastly, compassionate, because again, this person probably doesn't know they've crossed your boundaries. And so if we think about it going in, right, we're gonna be calm, I'm just gonna be confident, I'm just gonna say what I have to say, I'm gonna own, be 100% me and just say like, hey, it just wasn't cool with that, or like, that offended me a little bit, right? Then we're gonna approach this and maybe start from the get go feeling like we're gonna have a little bit more success than just walking in being like, this is way too uncomfortable. So I think that's another great, those three Cs, calm, uh, confident, compassionate, is another kind of good tool to have in your little toolkit of walking into these conversations.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa, for that. Um, I think also it's really important to kind of highlight some of the misconceptions some people have around boundaries because people tend to think that boundaries are used as a way to control somebody else, right? Or be controlling. And it has nothing to do with that, right? Um, Boundaries are pretty much set so that one, there's a healthy relationship and two, so that you're feeling safe, right? Um, And I always say this, you know, we have no power and control over anyone else. We only have power and control over ourselves. And I feel like that's always the purpose, you know, when it comes to boundaries, where it's like, I'm really setting this, Um, boundary to have feel like I have more power, right? Or I feel like I have more of a voice, which I think is super critical and important, you know, and I'm going to share something that's very personal um, to me, just because I realized how I was lacking placing boundaries, you know, in different aspects of my life. Um, And sometimes, you know, because we are placing uh, boundaries, you know, in our work life, and in our personal life, um, and in, in our relationship, right, our intimate relationship, sometimes, you know, little things get missed, or sometimes we don't see the importance behind it, you know, even if it's a small boundary, or, or a boundary that may seem like is not so significant, but that's, like I said earlier, you know, big or small um, boundaries are important, and that's something that I learned. Um, I There was someone in Um, An individual that was in our circle who would sometimes make me feel uncomfortable by their comments or just, it wasn't like inappropriate touching, but it was like touching that felt too close or just not, you know, that would make me feel uncomfortable just because I felt like, you know, you are, you know, um, a family member of my partner and like, it just felt too touchy feeling. So I, it made me feel uncomfortable. um, And because that person wasn't always, you know, uh, very open to receiving feedback or, you know, would sometimes get aggressive when something was said that the person did not like, I was hesitant to say something because I felt like, Oh, this could just really create an issue. I was afraid to tell my partner because I did not want him to react in a way that, you know could really cause issues between him and that family member. And so I was putting my feelings aside and putting everybody else's feelings, um, into consideration. And I did not allow that person to really know what my boundaries were. Um, and that person ended up really crossing the line and, you know, pretty much sexually harassing me into a point where I was like, okay, Like I've had enough, like, this is not okay. You cannot do that. And I let it be known, you know, because I got to that point where it's like, okay, I see this person is not respecting, you know, um, boundaries that were invisible to him, but were visible to me (laughs) because I knew what I did not like. Um, and so it really changed my perspective and it really shifted things for me because one, you know, I realized that I really needed the support also when it was placing, you know, that specific boundary. Um, And my partner, I finally looped my partner in on what was going on and he was just so supportive and just so amazing. Even though, again, this is a family member, Um, you know, on his side, he was like, that is not okay. And like, I don't want that person around. Like, if he cannot respect you and does something like that, when I'm not around, you know, I don't want that person around. And so he had a conversation with him to let him know that he was just not welcomed in our home because of what he did. um, And let him know that that was not okay. And he was, you know, going to protect me and support me. Um, And, you know, his parents ended up finding out and they were just so supportive and was like, you know, that's not okay. He's not allowed to be here. And it meant so much because, you know, um, although it was to some people, um, it was not a big deal, or I received a lot of judgment, or um, even I was even told that I was making a bigger deal than what it was, um, or that I was causing the family to kind of rift, right? Um, drift. Uh, I, I started feeling like this huge guilt. Um, and even, you know, it started really triggering me because I'm a survivor of sexual assault and even though it was something not as, you know, major as what I experienced in the past, it was still something significant and it was something that really triggered me. It made me feel like I lost, you know, kind of that control and safety again Um, and it made me feel like a little kid again where it's like I felt like I could not tell someone I was afraid of what would happen. And so I wanted to share this because I know that this will really resonate with other people. And I know that some people may even relate, right, um, in regards to not wanting sometimes to come forward or not wanting to state your boundaries. But for me, obviously, you know, what he did is an action that he decided to take. It's not like, you know, um, any of that responsibility falls on me. And I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I do wish I could have stated and expressed my boundaries from the very beginning. Um, And so I obviously can't go back and it's something that I have to constantly remind myself, but I do have to constantly remind myself that, you know, I deserve to feel safe in whatever environment I have. And it's something that I have been working on for years. And it's super important for me to have my children feel that as well. And so, you know, I'm saying this to everyone else that's listening in, like you have the right to feel safe in your environment, right? Um, And again, you have no power and control over what anyone else does, but you do have power and control over how you respond and what you do to keep yourself safe. And so um, just a reminder that, you know, you definitely deserve that. Um, and, you know, just because you set boundaries, it doesn't mean others will always respect them. I think that's something that we all have learned right through many um, situations. And so if someone consistently and repeatedly crosses your boundaries, it may be time to examine that relationship, Right. If it's worthwhile for you or if it's even a healthy relationship for you, um, you are allowed to remove yourself from the situation or even distance yourself from the relationship, which to me is something that I have learned and started being okay with. And, you know, I even do this with people in my family, right, or even, you know, people that I have had you know, friendships with, where if I feel like they are constantly not respecting my boundaries, right, that I have for myself or my home or, you know, around my children, and I feel like they're not respecting it, and I've already had conversations with them, um, then sometimes it's like, hey, you know, I have to distance myself from that person. And does it hurt? Yes. Do I not like it? Um, Of course, you know, something that's not easy to do but it's the best thing that I could do for myself. And, um, you know, what makes me feel safe, which to me is a priority.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, JC. I know that I could think of an example as you were talking through that of something similar that I've experienced. So when you say, reaching out to the listeners and hoping that people can identify with that and learn from that, I definitely was reminded of a situation. So already just right here in the co-host not even out into the audience Audience. that's something Mm -hmm. that can apply and so I'm sure in our audience as well they're thinking of of instances where that has been true for them also and that just made me think of you know so often we set that boundary when we're at our boiling point like we've had enough we can't do it anymore but why not set that boundary when the water is getting warm you know, don't let it get to, and that's what you're saying that, you know, you wish you could have gone back and done that. And we can't do that. We can only learn from what we've been through, but just kind of having that idea of, okay, I know the last time I had my boundaries crossed, I was waiting until my boiling point, but I'm starting to feel that water getting warmer right now. And so I'm going to choose to set the boundary right here because I think it will save me some heartache or some difficulties down the road. Again, so incredibly difficult to do. We might even brush off like, oh, it's fine. Maybe this is a one-time thing, you know? Yeah. And then it happens again. We're like, Okay, it was just a two-time thing, you know.
0: (laughs) I'm tough. I can handle it. (laughs) Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and especially if it's with family and there's other family that are saying, you know, you're causing this to happen. That's total victim blaming, you know. know. And, yeah, I can relate to you and I can understand that situation. It's just so important to still stand up for what we need and what we know that we deserve. Yeah, when Lisa was talking about those three C's, uh, one of them being confident, it made this whole conversation made me think of power posing. Power posing is something that I am a huge fan of. Uh, If you are unfamiliar, you can listen to a TED Talk by Amy Cuddy. Amy spelled A-M-Y and then uh, C-U-D-D-Y, I believe. is how you spell her name. So she talks about power posing, and that's when you stand in a way that makes you take up space because it helps you to actually know and feel that you deserve to be taking up that space. So my two favorite power poses are like the standing up starfish where you have your hands totally up in the air like you're doing a jumping jack. And that one, or the superhero, so you have your hands on your hips and you just stand there. This is something that <laughs> I do probably more often than anyone would assume. I actually, in college, every time I would go to the specific testing center, it always gave me high anxiety because just like going to a testing center is so sounds awful. so nerve-wracking yeah. right so I would always yeah. go into the bathroom at this testing center and I would stand in the bathroom stall and I would do my power posing and I would normally do the superhero or the superwoman one with the hands on the hips because I think I'm tall enough where if I put my hands in the air you could like see my hands above the, the, the stall,
0: stall. <laughs> like what is she doing in there yeah
2: and that could throw off the mojo a little bit if someone walks in and you're like did they just see my fingertips that's a little weird <laughs> But hey, you do whatever you need to do. Forget Mm -hmm. the haters. You needed that to feel like you have that confidence, like you're taking up space. So that is something that... I definitely put into practice and something that maybe might be beneficial if you know you're going into a conversation where you're expressing your boundaries, do some power posing before and remind yourself that you're not only worthy of taking up physical space, but that will translate into you knowing that you're worthy of taking up that conversational space and expressing your boundaries, knowing that you are confident in what you need and what you deserve, and that you are able to communicate that. Uh, So that's one of my favorite tips is the power posing to make sure that we are feeling confident in those conversations.
0: I love that you shared that. I love that Ted talk. So I brought it up as we were chatting. So, and I'm going to link it below. So you guys can just kind of go to the comments um, and head right there if you'd like to, but it's called your body language may shape who you are by Amy Cuddy. Um, And yeah, and it may sound like I can understand. There's probably some people out there. That's like, okay, if you stand with your hands on your hips for five minutes, it's supposed to make you feel better it's wild. There's actually like scientific mm-hmm. yes, related yes. data. That means like they have scientifically like hooked people up to monitors, to brainwave readers, and really like studied the physiological effects. So like the way that our brain chemicals are acting different when we're doing this. So it really is, it's really fascinating. We encourage you to go check out some of the research, check out that Ted talk. She speaks a lot about that. Um, but it is, it's, it's such a really important thing because again, it's just, Ah, oh, it's just inherently kind of uncomfortable sometimes. We are uncomfortable. I feel like as a culture, we are uncomfortable if we are uncomfortable. Like we just <laughs> want to be okay with everything, right? It's just like we don't want to admit something's wrong. If something's uncomfortable, we don't want to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it's just such a common theme in our culture. So like when we're not okay and when someone means something to us, it's so hard. that vulnerability piece we've spoken on so many times. and also, the expectations piece i i think i we have all spoken on but i have just been harping on like don't have expectations for like episode 1 of these podcasts right like starting all the way back to self care part of that is our expectation right of how other people are going to perceive us how other people are going to react how we are going to affect other people right and you know i think again a lot of us were just used to if something's uncomfortable we're just really good at shutting it out Um, and we're also really good at kind of, I think in the same way, believing that if we have boundaries that we are like these closed off people that we are not open, that we can't be vulnerable, but it's ironic because the opposite is actually the truth. If we can set boundaries and this is, um, and I'll plug another wonderful, wonderful resource and individual here, Brene Brown. Um, I think we've mentioned Brene Brown in previous episodes, but she's incredible and she has a lot of different, um, talking points and topics on shame and vulnerability and especially boundaries. And she said that it's the most loving and compassionate people that are the most boundaried. Right. So, and that kind of sounds weird, right? Like, okay, it sounds like you have the most walls up, but at the same time you are the most open and vulnerable. And for those listening to audio, I did air quotes right around, <laughs> around that. Um, but essentially it seems like, you know, you have all these, these walls and you're so guarded. So how can you be vulnerable? Well, no, having those That walls, having those parameters in place to safeguard who you are uh, allows you to be open so much more. Because if we are in relationships where we are constantly just taking on too much and I'm afraid of, well, I don't want to make them uncomfortable, so I'll just be uncomfortable. Well, I don't want them to have to do it, so I'll just take it on, right? If we continually do that to ourselves, I mean, we're really going to hit a point where no matter what, no matter how hard we try to fight, how resilient we actually are we're going to break at some point. Mm -hmm. It's just going to happen. And I mean, and no one deserves to do that to themselves. Like none of us deserve to sit around all the time and just feel like kind of used up by like the world around us. Right. And especially within these really important relationships with people that care. And so another little three part model I'm going to share before we kind of Head into our outro here today. Uh, just like our three C's, there's also a way of just looking at this whole kind of framework. And this is kind of just a summarization of all the different steps we've kind of talked about. But when you are in a relationship, if something's happening, let's say my partner just says something and it gives you that moment of like, oh, I didn't like that. Right. Maybe it's an action. Maybe it's an attitude or something they are calling me. In that moment Instead of being um, like, I'm pissed or I'm mad, identify what that emotion actually is, right? I'm feeling offended. I'm feeling um, hurt. I'm feeling disrespected. That's how you're going to start, right? So you're going to start with, I feel and your emotion. Again, pissed or angry, no one can work with that. If you go up to your friend, you're like, I'm pissed at you. They're going to be like, okay, I don't know what to do with that, right? So if we actually have the emotion behind it, I am feeling disrespected. We can work with that, right? I can actually work because I know how you're feeling, not that you're just angry. So it's, I feel with whatever emotion that really came out for you. Okay. Step two uh, is when you, right? So I felt disrespected when you called me that, when you didn't uh, include me last week when everyone went out. When you did whatever, right? So exactly what they did. So they don't have to guess. They don't have to guess about how you're feeling, how it impacted you, or they don't have to guess, like, what they did wrong. I think we've all been there, right? Have you guys ever been, like, in a relationship, especially, like, maybe when some when were younger, right? But maybe we did something one of our friends, like, was not happy with us about, and suddenly it was just like, hmm cold shoulder. Right. And you're like,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: what did I do? And then you're just in that awkward place where your friend is just like very upset because you should know. And you're like, I don't know. So here we are now. So Mm -hmm. now this person, it eliminates all of that risk. And then step three, I feel when you, so now I need you. Right. So now you're giving that, that consequence, right. That solution we talked about before. So maybe it's, I felt disrespected when you called me that, I need you to just not call me that in the future, or I need you to be a little bit more considerate of my feelings when we're talking, whatever that looks like, right? Whatever reasonable action that is, because now you're setting yourself up for success and this person and hopefully eliminating a lot of that uncomfortableness because it's not like you're just saying, Hey, you may be uncomfortable and I'm mad. And now that person's probably gonna be like, Oh wow what do I do with all this? Right. So now it's like, okay, you respect them enough. You're like, this relationship is so important to me that I want to make it right. And here's exactly how we can. Right. And so it's a really, really, um, again, it seems silly. It seems like three easy things to start off with, but it really does. It really helps you frame even before you go into this conversation, kind of knowing exactly what to say. And so again, like our three C's calm, compassionate, confident, take out that, I feel when you, I need you to, right? And if we start doing that, if we start kind of listing our boundaries, maybe we already throughout this episode, maybe some of you are sitting out and thinking like, oh, yeah, I can kind of think about a situation right now, right? That maybe I should set some boundaries there. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I really encourage you to start with these two models, right? Really start to kind of frame your conversation, almost like set yourself up for success in that way. So we encourage you all to do that because, again, if we're not really putting this in place, I mean, especially I think about younger people. I think when I was a younger person, I remember so many situations. I just ended up doing like the dumbest stuff because we don't have all the time in the world. I was bullied really bad when I was a kid. (laughs) not a lot of friends. But within that, right, there was a few times I remember in high school, um, people approached me, maybe some of like the popular people, um, and inviting me to do things because it was like something bad we were going to go do. Right. But in that state, it was like, okay, I'm used to no one talking to me. I'm used to like, no one invited me to do something. So here's like the people that usually judge me. And now they've invited me to do something. So what is it going to look like if I say no? Right. Like what other ridicule Mm -hmm. can I add on to my plate? You know, being like, oh, I'm too uncomfortable. Right. Like that's what I should have said. But at the time, like it was that judgment. Right. And I Mm -hmm. got caught up and so So many dumb things that just aren't who I am, that just really, even at the time and being young and being like swept up, like even at the time, we're just like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Right. And so we really want all of you to avoid a lot of those situations. Mm -hmm. We would much rather you power pose, honor yourself, have those conversations so that you can be the most compassionate, the most loving and have the most successful relationships.
1: Absolutely. And just a reminder that boundaries start with you. So definitely do that inner work, get to know yourself, your values, your beliefs, and what's important to you. Um, With that being said, also, I think it's important to know that boundaries is a two way street, right? And so just like you want people to respect your boundaries, you also have to be respectful of others. And I always like to highlight this and say this, we all make mistakes, right? There may be a time Mm -hmm. where we may cross a boundary or you know, hurt someone's feelings because we did not respect their boundary. Take accountability, do better, that's all you can do, and apologize, right? Um, and so setting boundaries is a skill that takes practice, right? And it's an ongoing thing. It's not like you're going to set one boundary once and that is it, and you don't ever have to express it again, right? Or ever do it again. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So mm-hmm. I hope that you learned from our... Um, episode in regards to boundaries we hope you practice uh, putting some of these boundaries in place Um, and I think it's really important for us to practice some self-love and self-care after this conversation so our lovely Brianna will be leading us into our meditation today
2: yeah, so for today, rather than doing our classic meditation, because we talked about power posing, I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to practice that right now. So if you need to pause this, write down at what uh, minute mark this is on the video and come back to it later, feel free to do that. But if you're in a space where you can do some power posing, just try it out and see how you feel afterwards. You don't have to necessarily go into a hard conversation after practicing your power posing, but just kind of take inventory of how you feel afterwards. So I am not going to engage in it personally. I'm connected here <laughs> by headphones to the the laptop, so I can't stand up. Um, but I just encourage you at home, wherever you are, uh, to, get into let's do the starfish pose as our first power pose
0: and i'm gonna do this while sitting
2: okay that works that works <laughs> hey whatever works i
0: was like i'm also connected i'm like i don't know if i could stand up fully and i guess but that's true
2: we could do that so whatever works for you if you want to Just glance at something in the distance. If you want to close your eyes, you know, sometimes standing up, closing your eyes can be a little fun. So, uh, whatever (laughs) works for you in that. And just know that you deserve to take up this space right now. Take some deep breaths. And think about some self-confidence affirmations that apply to you. Maybe you can just say, I am worthy of taking up this space, or you can say, I am worthy of setting boundaries, keeping boundaries, following through with boundaries. Feel free to stay there, or if your arms are getting tired, you can move into the superwoman or superman pose. So it's our hands on our hips. And this pose is so interesting to me because it is that stereotypical superman, superwoman pose. Mm-hmm. But again, there is science behind it. Like It's not just something that someone decided was a cool-looking pose for a superhero. It's actually something that can help you to feel more confident and feel more powerful in yourself. So standing up your hands on your hips, you can even like puff your chest out a little bit, you know, pretend you got that superhero logo on your chest. And again, either closing your eyes or just glancing off into the distance, take some breaths here, know that you deserve to take up this space. And think to yourself again, whatever affirmation you need for yourself right now. I am in control. I deserve to state what I need. I come first. I am not in control of how other people react to me and I am worth fighting for. So there's some other ones that I think Amy might go through in her TED talk. Those are my two favorite ones. I mean, it takes just a couple minutes before you're going into a stressful meeting, before you're going into a stressful conversation. Um, I have used it for (laughs) multiple different reasons. You know, just find a quiet space, just spend a little bit of time there, taking up the space. And I don't, how do you guys feel after doing some of that?
0: Great, yeah. Mm-hmm. That first one, it's funny because this is like my favorite stretch. I feel like every single morning <laughs> I wake up, that's the first thing I do is I do this like really over exaggerated over my head stretch, and I kind of like really chill for a moment, right? My head, my hand stretched overhead. So that to me, like immediately made me feel kind of recentered. I think again, yes, mm-hmm. i so connected with doing that. Um, but both of them, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think it's cool that you mentioned like, yeah, this is something we assigned to superheroes and it's, you know, imagine that's long before we started doing this research, right. And really seeing that like this has an effect. So it's cool to think about like, obviously this must've had some impact on someone enough that even before we had data to support it, right. They were like, this is definitely an empowering position, right. So right. Yeah, it's really, really cool to think about that. We really encourage you all to, not only take time after this episode, please begin to consider your boundaries, consider who you are, start to honor yourself in that way. I mean, we all just deserve to be honored. Um, And even if it's just from ourselves, right? We really deserve ourselves to honor us. I mean, our last conversation was our relationship with ourselves, right? And how important it is um, to really create your own space and just be you, right? And and own that. And so, yeah, really encourage listeners. And, And hey, maybe there's questions out there. We have our... Infographic on the screen if you're watching, if you're listening, our email you can reach us at is outreach, O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H at liveviolencefree.org. So yeah, if anyone maybe had any questions about boundary setting or any insight, something that, you know, they just wanted to hear more about today that we did not discuss, we encourage you guys to participate and write in. But in the future, I think we will certainly come back to this. Um, And again, this is something I'm happy we finally named it, because I feel like we've just been touching on it in Mm -hmm. so many different episodes. So now it's like, here she is behind the curtain. Uh, But we'll come back to boundaries. We'll include this in other episodes. Mm -hmm. But until then, thank you to all of our listeners out here for joining us today, for taking this kind of deep, uh, reflective dive right into our own selves. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much, everyone out there listening. And we hope to see you next time for our next conversation.